Hope you really feel welcome. Uh, let you in on a little secret. You may not have picked up on this. Uh, we like to celebrate here at Valley. Maybe, maybe you're not used to that, uh, but we really like to celebrate. We've got a lot to celebrate, uh, no question about that, uh, because we're celebrating the coming of our Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, over the month of December, uh, we've been in a series uh, really looking at probably what is uh, the most well-known verse in all the Bible. Uh, most quoted verse in all the Bible. In fact, maybe you, you don't get to church very often, but chances are you've heard this verse. You may even know it by heart. If there's one verse, like anyone knows just one verse, this is probably it. Uh, and that's John 3.16. And uh, if you have your Valley apps, you can go ahead and open it up and follow along with me. Uh, if you don't, you can download that if you'd like to, free app uh, in your app store, and it'll save all the notes and, and all that uh, for you. But John 3.16, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, What's interesting about this verse is this is really a Christmas verse. This has everything to do about why Jesus came and why we actually celebrate. And so during the Sundays of December, we've been unpacking this verse. The first week we talked about for God so loved, that, that love always acts. It's an action. Love is a verb. Love is not passive. Love always has to do something. And God so loved the world. That means everyone in it. The best of the best and the worst of the worst. God so loved the world that he had to do something about the condition of our world. He had to do something about the condition of humanity. And what he did was this. He gave. He gave his only begotten son. Yesterday, Pastor Stephen Francis did a great job talking about what it means to give. You know, love always gives. And as I've said before, you can give without loving, but it is impossible to say you love someone or something and not give. Love always gives. And God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And tonight during our time, during our Christmas services, I want to focus in on the next step of this verse, and that is that whosoever, that whosoever, doesn't matter what they've done, doesn't matter decisions that they've made, doesn't matter what their past is, that whosoever, and the great news about Christmas is this. You're a whosoever, and I'm a whosoever. Every one of us is a whosoever. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so I just want to focus in on this during our time together tonight, whosoever. Because I want everyone who leaves here tonight to be uh, really, really clear on this, that you're a whosoever, and that's why Jesus came. He came for you, because God loved the world so much that he gave the very best that he had to offer, his perfect, sinless son. I didn't earn it. You don't earn it. We can't, we'll never deserve it if we live a million years. It's the free gift. That's why we celebrate. And by the way, that's why we give gifts at Christmas, because we're reenacting the love that God had when he gave the greatest gift, and that's his son, Jesus Christ. So, so here's, here's the promise. Are you ready for this? The promise is the good news of Jesus Christ is not just for a select few. It's for whosoever. It's for whosoever. 
And that's why we celebrate. That's why we're here tonight. And, and that's why we're going to be celebrating tomorrow and definitely on Christmas Day, no doubt about that. And so right now, I'm just going to ask, would you bow your heads with me and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you so much. But Lord, the reality is you love each and every one of us more than we'll ever be able to comprehend. Father, thank you for giving the best. Thank you for giving your all. Thank you for giving your son, our savior, Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, born in Bethlehem, to live a sinless life, to lay that life down as a sacrifice for whosoever would believe in him would not perish and have everlasting life. And thank you, God, that he rose again three days after he laid his life down. We love you, Lord. We love you, Father. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Turn to the person next to you right now and say, uh, I'm really glad you're here. All right, and now turn to the person you didn't want to talk to and tell them Feliz Navidad, okay? There you go, yeah. Yeah, it's that way. I don't know what Feliz Navidad means, but I like saying it because it uh, makes me sound bilingual. Anyway. You know, uh, I love Christmas. I love everything about Christmas. I love Christmas songs. I, I love Christmas uh, food. I, I love Christmas decorations. I love Christmas smells. But there's one part of Christmas, I, I, I really love it, but I'm not good at it. And, and that is, I'm not really good at giving gifts. Like, my wife Susie and I decided really early on in our marriage that, that we just weren't going to do that, like try to surprise each other. Because our first Christmas that we were married, I, I thought I just got her like five, six of the most wonderful gifts in the world. She didn't like any of them. And it wasn't a her problem, it was a me problem. And you know what just saved my life? Gift cards. Gift cards, anyone understand what I'm saying? Gift cards. In fact, I've got a few with me right now, uh, and I actually asked uh, my wife to pick up these for me, uh, because gift cards, man, this just made it perfect, because you can just give a gift card, and then they can go pick out what they want. It's fantastic. Like Anybody like this? Cabela's. Cabela's, all right? Cabela's gift card, that's for you folks that like to work all day long and kill your food, you know. <laughs> that, that's the Cabela's great thing there. How about Regal Cinemas? Uh, Regal Cinemas gift card. Man, wouldn't that be nice? I know there's a, like a Star Wars movie out uh, right now, and I haven't seen it. Uh, so don't be a spoiler because God doesn't like ugly. So, uh, you know, anyway, Regal gift card. Uh, how about this? Starbucks. I, I call this... I, I call this gas station, because just pull in there and say, fill her up. I mean, this is my go juice right here. Starbucks, no doubt about that. Or I know my wife got this one, Home Depot. I don't even know where that's located. I, I don't know. That's not, you know, some people are mechanically inclined. I'm mechanically reclined, you know, like reclined right there watching TV. Uh, I, I guess my wife knows where Home Depot is. She pulls that out all the time. Oh, my. Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A gift card. 
I feel the Holy Spirit when I go in there. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's because we crossed the border into Connecticut or something like that. But uh, when we go to Chick-fil-A at Danbury, that's fantastic. And then this one, yeah, she snuck this one in on me, Bath and Body Works. I don't know what's in that store. All I know is every time I go in there with my wife and my three daughters, uh, it just drains all the energy out of me and also my bank account. That's all I know about that. But, but then, but then, 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 hold on. The ultimate gift card, are you ready for it? Visa. Visa, isn't that the best gift card anywhere? Because you can do anything with it. Whatever you need, you can use this gift card. Visa, it's just like everywhere, anywhere, whatever your need is, Visa is going to help you out for everything you need. There are one million and one ideas that you can use this for. Quite literally. I mean, just think about it. Uh, you may need your nails done or you may need a nail gun. Visa. <laughs> Visa. Uh, it, you, you know, I might need some tangerines. You might need some Listerine. Visa. You can, whatever you need, Visa works for you. It's my, everywhere you go. We, we travel outside the country. Visa, they take Visa all over the place. Uh, it can be wherever you need it to be based on your current need. It, it can be for your needs in 2019. You can hold on to this, and if you have a need in August of 2020, it's there for you. Whatever you need, Visa is there for you. It's everything that you need in your moment of need. And listen, maybe it's a rough analogy, but God gave us a visa for whatever we need, whenever we need it. And his name is Jesus Christ. Whatever your need is tonight, God provided for you. Whatever your need is, God has made a way more powerful even than a gift card. God gave the biggest gift, and that is his son, Jesus Christ. For whosoever believes in him would not perish. Whosoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. I, I'm gonna look at a verse, it's, it's kind of interesting, nine, uh, I'm sorry, 700 years before Jesus was born of a virgin, the prophet Isaiah, God spoke to him about the coming of the promised one, the Messiah. And it's amazing, 700 years ahead of time, with the insight that God gave to the prophet Isaiah. And he wrote about it in the, book, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, in the, in the book of Isaiah. And look at what it says, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. It says, the people walking in darkness. This is 2,700 years ago. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Isaiah is speaking prophetically 700 years into the future and said, there's going to be a day, great darkness, but God is going to provide a need, going to provide for the needs of all humanity. Walking in darkness, living in a land of deep darkness, the light has dawned, even in the darkest moments and the nights of our lives, God steps in and he speaks hope. 
and in the middle of your circumstances and your situation, there's hope. Just this past Tuesday, I got a call from one of my cousins that lives in Ohio. I haven't seen her for a few years. And she told me about her sister, my other cousin, who was just diagnosed with four different types of cancer. Stage four. Barely even any hope. And she said, Greg, I just need to talk to you. I guess it's because I'm the pastor in the family. And so I talked to her, and, and, and before she got off the phone, I said, listen, let's pray together. And we prayed for her sister, my cousin. And then just before we hung up, she said, thank you so much, Greg. I, I just needed to hear your voice to give me hope. And I said, you know, Mary, I, I kind of understand what you're saying, but you didn't need to hear my voice. You didn't need to hear my voice to give you hope. You need to hear God's voice to give you hope. That's my prayer for every one of us today, tonight, that, that we would receive the hope that God has for every one of us, even if it feels like we're in deep darkness right now. Even if it seems like circumstances and situations are just swirling around you. That's why Jesus came, to give us hope. This is Isaiah chapter nine, verse two. Drop down just a few verses from there and listen to what the prophetic insight that God gave to Isaiah 700 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. Maybe you've heard this verse before. Isaiah chapter nine, verse six. For unto us, this is the whosoever in the Old Testament. For unto us, you and me, for unto us, a child is born. Unto us, whosoever. Unto us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And then he begins to describe the Savior, Jesus Christ. And he says, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of peace. The difference is this, do you believe in him or not? This visa card, if I keep this visa card in a package and I never take it to a cashier to get something, guess it does me no good. Someone could give this to me as a gift, but if I don't apply this gift, I don't benefit from it. Not at all. And that's the same as with Jesus Christ, that whosoever God provided for every single one of us, but if we don't utilize, if we don't believe and we don't receive the gift that he's given to us, it doesn't help us. It doesn't impact us. It doesn't change us at all. I've been thinking about these words here in Isaiah chapter 9 and Verse six, and actually Saturday night, I've been working on my sermon for these services for over three months, and Saturday, well, it wasn't night, it was about 3.30 in the afternoon. I, I, Susie came into my little study, my man cave there, and she said, how's it going? I said, this is just straight garbage, and I just threw the whole thing out and started all over again. Totally different. Because I couldn't get past 
in my mind, and I wasn't going to talk about this at all, but I couldn't get past these, these words to describe Jesus. And this whole idea that if we don't apply the gift that's been given to us, it doesn't benefit us at all. What's the power in Jesus? What's the, what's the power that, that is in the gift that God has given to each and every one of us that he wants us to accept and apply in our lives? Let me just break it down for you real quick. First of all, it says he's gonna be wonderful. What does wonderful mean? He answers the needs of our lives, every need that we have. So many times, I think we come to that place in life where we're like, is this it? Is this all there is? You know, they say, well, you know, you got to go to college and get a degree, and you get a degree, and then you got to get out, and you got to get a job, and then you get a job, and then, and then maybe, you know, you're feeling pressure, like, a, you know, got to get married, and, and you find that person, and you get married, and then got to start a family, and then you start a family, and then, and then get a good promotion. You do all this, and then all of a sudden, you look back, and you're like, that's it? That's all there is? There's got to be something else. The Bible says that God has put eternity in the heart of man. And it's only something eternal that ultimately fulfills our every need. It says he's wonderful. He says, listen, Isaiah says, listen, Jesus, the, the gift that God's gonna give, uh, it's better than a degree. He's better than a job. He's better than a promotion. He's better than all those things that we try to find fulfillment chasing after. So many people in this world, crazy, crazy, incredibly rich people, empty, totally empty. And yet how is it possible that there are those that have so little and yet have incredible joy and fulfillment? My wife Susie and I, we've been to Eastern Europe. We have a sister church there in Moldova. And that always strikes us. In fact, we're going back in March. Always strikes us there. Moldova is the poorest nation in all of Europe. Where we go to Traspol, Moldova, it's the poorest city and the poorest nation in all of Europe. They have nothing. But they have joy. Joy. When we see it on their faces at our sister church there. Wonderful. He's wonderful. But it doesn't stop there. Isaiah goes on and says, you know what? The, the Savior, the Messiah, he's also going to be a counselor. He's going to be a counselor, and that means he answers the decisions of our lives. I, I don't know about you, but, you know, for me, have you ever, can you relate to this? Like, sometimes I wake up in the morning, and, and I'm facing a decision. I'm like, yes, yes. I got my first cup of coffee. Yes, this is what I need to do. Oh, long about lunchtime. I'm not quite sure. I just don't know. Two o'clock coffee come? No, no, absolutely no. There's no way. Just flip-flop. Every one of us, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but every one of us has regrets, don't we? Bad decisions. Bad choices. That if we could do it all over again, we'd do it differently. Jesus is the counselor. And he's not just a counselor who wants to give us good sound, right advice, healthy advice, not only to help us process our past, but he also knows more about us than we'll ever know about ourselves. 
And he loves us anyway, unconditionally. Wonderful counselor. And not only that, he completely understands every problem we have ever faced or will face and every pain, every hurt, every heartache we could ever experience. He's a wonderful counselor. This past week, another friend of mine, uh, actually in this church, his mother passed away. And just Saturday, Susie and I were at the, at the funeral. And it just reminded me that even in that moment, Jesus experienced grief as well. Shortest verse in all the Bible is Jesus wept, two words. And he wept at the graveside of one of his closest friends who died, named Lazarus. He's a wonderful counselor because he's experienced it all. The answers to the decisions in our lives. And then thirdly, it says, he's a wonderful counselor and he's mighty God. Mighty God answers all the battles in our lives. Whatever it is that you're facing, whatever fight you're fighting, Maybe it's a health battle. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's battling to hold your family together. Maybe it's battling to hold your marriage together. He answers the battles of our lives. You know why? He's not just God. He's mighty God. He's powerful God. He's an everlasting father. You know what that means? He doesn't do minimums. He does maximums. Maximum power. He's no little God. He's not a kind of, sort of, maybe, almost God. He's a mighty God. There is no God like him. And then the fourth one, I love this one, everlasting father. Everlasting father. He answers the loneliness in our lives. The loneliness. You know what? This is Christmas, but it can also be a real lonely time of the year. A lonely time when we think about relationships that aren't where we wish they were. Lonely time when we think about those that are no longer with us. Lonely time because it seems like everybody else is happy, but maybe we're not. Jesus is the everlasting Father. I believe that really the truth is that we're lonely until we realize that God's our everlasting Father and we're a part of His family. No one can fill that place in our lives. He's the one that answers our need to loneliness. And let me just say this. If, if you're here tonight as a guest, you don't have a church home, I just want to say this from the bottom of my heart. Welcome home. You got a church family right here if you want it. You, you got folks right here in this church, over 1,500 people on a regular basis that, that, that are willing to come alongside and build you up. One of my favorite verses in all the Bible is Psalm 68, verse 6, and it says, God places the lonely in families. God places the lonely in his family, in his family. And so that's it's very true that we're brothers and sisters because he, he's an everlasting father. I'm a dad. I'm a dad to three daughters. They'll be the first to tell you I'm not perfect. Okay, but I'm not perfect. 
one of the things I'm often aware of is that I, I don't want my girl's perspective of a perfect heavenly father to be jaded because of my flaws. Because he's perfect all the time in everything that he does. Jesus is even the answer there as an everlasting father. And then finally it says, he'll be the prince of peace. That's the answer to the storms in our life. See, he's a complete savior. He's a total savior. He's the greatest gift that's ever been given. Many are the storms of life, and the reality is when he says prince of peace, peace doesn't mean an absence of difficulty or storms. Peace means that right in the middle of the storm, we recognize God's present, and he's with us. That's how the psalmist David was able to write in Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you're with me. You're with me. And you bring me peace, even in the middle of storms. So let me ask you tonight, which of the names of Jesus listed in Isaiah 9, verse 6, do you need the most right now? That's why he came. Wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God. Prince of Peace. Everlasting Father. There's a song that uh, maybe you've heard it before that I think just kind of speaks right into this Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 prophecy about when Jesus would come, how he would just, when we receive him and believe in him, he would just begin to change our total perspective and outlook on everything that ha is happening in our lives and around us. And right now, it's not necessarily a Christmas song, but I've actually asked Danielle Flores and some of the team, they would just sing this song right now, and I just invite you right now in this Christmas moment just to kind of Take this personally and hear the words of this song in the context of Christmas. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Danielle.
Whosoever believed in him received the gift and applied it would never perish but have everlasting life. 
I'm so thankful that Jesus came and he lived and he died and he rose again, not just for eternity, but for our lives right here on earth now. That's why he's wonderful. That's why he's counselor. That's why he's mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I'm gonna ask, would you bow your heads with me right now? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. We love you. Thank you that we are not who someone else said we were. We're not the names that have been called. We're not the labels that others have placed on us. But we are who you say we are. Father, thank you so much for sending your son to do for us what we could never do for ourselves. To live a sinless life and to lay that life down as a sacrifice on the cross to pay the price for our personal sins and to rise from the dead three days later. Father, I pray right now on this Christmas night, Lord, that for many of us, our faith would be renewed. And for others of us, Lord, that we would find faith and place our life in those nail-scarred hands of Jesus as our Savior and Lord. Right now with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, I wanna give you an opportunity to receive the gift of Jesus if you've never done that before. I'm not gonna ask you to stand up. I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hand. This isn't, this isn't meant really for uh for me or for us. This is for you. This is between you and God. The Bible says if we declare with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. That's how we receive the gift of Jesus Christ. By declaring with our mouth, Jesus, be my Lord. And believing in our hearts that he did indeed rise from the dead. So if you've never prayed to receive Christ before, I want to lead you in a prayer right now that you can repeat after me. Even in a whisper. Again, because this is between you and God. I just invite you to open up your heart to him now and receive the gift of Jesus Christ. If you've never done that before. Just repeat after me this prayer. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. I turn from them today. Jesus, I receive you today. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. I ask you to lead me. I ask you to guide me. I ask you to direct me by your Holy Spirit from this day forward and I will follow you. Amen.